Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello and welcome to the Stompcast with me, Dr. Alex George. This is the podcast where I go for a walk with a guest to take a little wander into their life. This week I'm stomping with former model, entrepreneur and car fanatic Jodie Kidd. Jodie famously held the Top Gear fastest celeb lap for many years and runs her YouTube channel Kid in a Sweet Shop, which I subscribe to and has amassed almost 10 million views of their videos for adventures in various cars. A personal favourite is the video with the Ferrari F50 one of my dream cars. Following that Top Gear fast lap, Jodie discovered a love of motor racing and actually took a huge U-turn or left turn in her career, entering racing rallies, racing events all the way around the world. Jodie rose to fame when she was 16 as a supermodel throughout the 90s, but has gone on to weave through a varied career based purely on her interests and passions. I'm really looking forward to chatting to Jodie today. Welcome to the Stompcast. I know. This Thank is a, you very this is, much. This is very lovely stomping ground indeed. Where, where are we for our listeners? We are. Um, we're kind of in a very special place in West Sussex. It's just outside of. Oh, there we go. Push through. Push through the, the gate. gate. Um, it's called Blackdown. Yeah. Okay. And um, let him do his jobs. It's kind of just nestled, nestled back from Hazelmere, mm. um, and it's uh, West Sussex kind of West Sussex Surrey border and um, has the most beautiful views but unfortunately we've come up on a bit of a, a windy windy a drizzly, rainy day. day I actually I mean I joke on the stomp cast quite a bit that um, we have a lot of grey day stomping but I, I kind of I kind of like it when it's kind of wet and rainy yeah. boots on you feel like you're going out for a proper adventure don't you yeah we've got the two dogs with us here we've got Rolo we uh, with us and sausage as well and sausage yeah sausage which is and Rolo a, ironically a sausage dog so Rolo's very happy to be out he's going to be he's, the thing about Rolo is he is kind of like a sponge so by the end of the walk yeah, he will oh bring God. everything back with him yeah we'll you need my truck to put him in the boot indeed indeed but he will absolutely love this I've no doubt this is normally a really beautiful view here so this is lovely viewpoints we've got a few of them so this way is pointing actually towards kind of towards you can see Gatwick so you yeah. can see all the planes really far in the distance but it's a beauty and then you've got the South Downs over there. It's beautiful it's really for anyone that doesn't know the area I guess yeah you know, it's quite misty here at the moment we're going we can't forestry, see a foot, one forestry. foot yes. in front of us. Yes, <laughs> beautiful forestry really really nice kind of leafy area with lots of hills and kind of rolling yeah. rolling scenery really isn't it around us kind of it's the high, yeah it's the highest point in sussex blackdown is it yeah the highest point there we go which we've got so to we climb would, up we to. would otherwise be able to see quite a bit yeah we would we're going to go to the top but we're we? going to be yeah we're going to be about, about half a puffle this uh which road this road let's wonder well yeah. i mean we we started uh when i just met you here in the car park we started talking about uh the cars and things and i am a fellow petrol head yes i, I love know. my cars i, I watched heard. your i watched your very impressive lap time uh, on Oh, on God, gear. on Top Gear. Yeah. That was, a, if you remember saying, a couple of years ago now, wasn't it? Well, when was it? A couple of centuries five, ago. <laughs> I don't know. It was, but I remember, I remember 
um, I remember that because you held the lap record for a while. I did. You? I did. How I long beat... was it for? Gosh, I don't know. I was think it like two I seasons think, or something after that. I or think a while. so. I think Simon Cow beat me, which was ah. really, really. I was so ah. angry. I think I was modelling in New York ah. at the time, and someone phoned me up and said, "You wouldn't believe it." Through your window. Um, yeah, your I was like, out of window. all people, beaten. Um, alas. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that was that was a long time ago, but that kind of really got me into into cars. I didn't realise how much I love cars and. Was well, that the starting point for your yeah. passion? Because you've kind of you've done a lot of racing. I promise you, everyone, people are going to listen going, "Oh gosh, it'll be a car podcast." I promise you, we won't <laughs> be talking about cars the whole time. But it, it, it's good to have those passions. And for me, actually, yeah. motorcycling has become a very recent passion of mine. Yeah, that's wonderful. The car. So was it um, was it that experience? You thought, Do you know what? A, I'm pretty good at this, and second, it's quite good fun. It was the first time I'd been on a track because wow. um, before that, that I was a you model. Were blisteringly quick as well. Yeah, I just kind of got it. Um, but before that, I was modelling, so, and I didn't really need um, to drive. I lived in London. Yeah. I kind of, you know, we were just being picked up, dropped at the airport, kind of like in cars. So there was a never a real need to get a driving licence. So I only got my driving licence when I was about early 20s. Yeah. And then I think I went on and did um, Top Gear when I was about 24, 25. Of so very um, recently from passing your test, you were on the track. Yeah. Goodness I'm gonna me. I'm going to put us over to the thing before we get completely lost. Yeah, let's go, let's go on this way. Yeah. This is so lovely. We're, kind of, <laughs> we're, we're really lost. going through forestry here, and the dogs are absolutely loving it. Rolo's, We've got this lost is, already. This is Christmas for Rolo. He's loving it. Very um, different to Batsy Park, isn't it, my boy? So, yeah, the, the cars then became kind of a central point. Then has I it become kind of, a real yeah. point of passion for you? Yes. I just kind of got it, and I really enjoyed it, and I just went off quietly and got a got my racing license because the stig at the time said you should um you've got a real talent did he speak he did (laughs) was it was he just pointing and saying you're good (laughs) he did he did did speak to you um off camera of course he was that impressed he was like you know what i'm gonna break the rules and speak to you yeah he was like you should do that um you know just get sorry i'm huffle puffing that's all right um you should race more because you've just got a talent so i went off got my odds which is kind of a provisional a provisional racing license yeah. and um and then kind of just went off my own ended up in italy and uh spent about two three years racing in italy for for maserati wow um and that kind of carved carved where I am Beautiful today. sounds on the Maseratis, of course. And oh. You've raced the Lamborghinis as well, is that right? I have raced the Lambos, Lamborghinis, the gum, yeah. Gumball as well, Did the Gumball rally. rallies. Yes, uh, anything Kari related, I've probably done it, been there. And, you st- and you're still passionate now, I and mean, you've got your um, YouTube channel, Kid in the Sweet Shop, which yeah. I think is obviously very, very smart uh, yeah. uh, and clever use of, uh, <laughs> of, of titles of and names. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I... I, I um, I love your videos, and you've got you've, you you kind of go and visit some pretty awesome collections as well. So you got one of the F40 the other day, which is probably my dream Ferrari F40. It's probably my dream poster car, I guess. Proper poster car. It's kind yeah. of something really nice. I mean, regardless of what your passion is and your interest, it's nice to have something that takes you really out of the moment. And for those kind of listening, I mean, you might go, "Oh, and that's cars are not for me." And it doesn't really matter what it is that you enjoy. Really, it's having something that kind of gets you out of the day-to-day and, and I yeah. think that's what I found with actually bikes in the last I passed my test in August well and done. I find that riding motorbikes it's not easy is it yeah, passing the test it's not easy actually and Hello. I actually um, are you? hi good day 
um, it was it was it wasn't easy. And actually, the first time that I sat my mod two to the second part, the on road yep, test, I yep. failed it. So I had to reset it and do it, yep. and I was a bit disappointed. I and think so I on, failed my mod two as well. Yeah, first time. And you think, oh god, I'm terrible. I'm you know. I'm such a bad driver or whatever and then you, you kind of pick yourself up and say come on don't be, don't be silly yeah. go again and then you pass it and you go actually no I was no it's fine yeah, you know it's you great. Kind of get past it and but it gets you out you know you get outside you get moving you get seeing things and and I think that's so important I think it's you know the I should I should have carried on modeling but I kind of gave it all up and started down this crazy career of racing cars which you know financially was ridiculous um you know everyone thought i was completely crazy i was far too old to kind of take it really professionally and of course way too tall <laughs> um but the thing is i really wanted to be in that world and i wanted i didn't know what i want wanted exactly whether to present you know a car show or to be a driver or i just knew that that was you're passionate Something about that it. I loved, and I just went for it, with it's everyone else around me going, mm. you're completely bonkers. Yeah, because I guess it's an interesting position to be in, to be kind of, you know, really at the top of, of, of modelling, mm. and of, you know, being, as you kind of said, off the airports around the world, shooting some yeah. the biggest campaigns. People must have, I'd imagine, gone, are you, why, are you alright? Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> why, are you, why are you doing this? Were, were, were people kind of persuasive were they was, people saying I you think, don't do this like just carry on I with think the modeling people were quite yeah quite shocked at the time but there was another thing i started suffering from anxiety mm. as well from i know it's kind of quite weird saying you know i suffered from anxiety walking down pieces of kind of wood um and um <laughs> and put myself in racing cars you know the, the, you would think that they were kind of like racing cars would be even more no actually it makes complete sense to me to be honest this thing i think a lot of people would agree and actually when it comes to anxiety one one for one person something might not cause any anxiety other person it could be absolutely yeah uh, crippling i think that for me yeah. walking down and doing anything Just related being to everyone the show, that, would, oh, that would to me that is probably my yeah. worst nightmare yeah i'd say that would be that would have me in the corner. It's quite, <laughs> it's corner. quite terrifying. And then especially, and I was getting a lot of stick for being too skinny and a bad role model and all of these awful things. Um, and skinny shaming almost, isn't it? They were very they much these skinny days, shaming. I mean, I was really skinny though. I was very young and that's why, you know, I was very sporty as a kid. Then went into modeling, kind of lost all my muscle and just came a bit skin and bony 17 year old and it was kind of like the time where the photographic shoots were all kind of very dark and dingy and it wasn't you know we'd just come out of the kind of the super zero where everything was gorgeous and voluptuous and yeah. helena christiansen and claudia schieffer and gorgeous boobs and butts and um, big hair to kind of like that very wafy dark and dingy kind of shoots and that was when you know when i was involved and that was what they wanted for all the magazine shoots and the campaigns and so it didn't kind of didn't you know it didn't help that i was skinny but never had you know eating disorders but kind of putting us that were young and skinny in those kind of lighting with that lighting and those clothes and that hair and makeup which we of course never had any say over what we wanted to wear um kind of yeah it just all added to this kind of perfect melting pot of of fury in the press's eyes um that you know we were all terrible role models and 
and the fashion industry was, you know, being very kind of um, damaging. Um, and I suppose it kind of was. Um, but, you know, we would just, I would just turn up at a shoot and I would just be told what to wear and what to hair and makeup and what positions to kind of model in. And um, but there, you, there you go. But it, I just, it just, it was, I suppose, because I knew that that had nothing to do with me. And then for me to be on the front pages of every single newspaper with everyone furious at me, where I was going, well, actually, it's, you know, it's not a 17-year-old's fault. Yeah, you know, I It's mean, all it kind the of, people around. It's odd, isn't it? I guess the, uh, the paradox is that, questionably, potentially, that kind of media coverage and press is what actually must be part of what drives fashion anyway, right? Or what people become yeah. obsessed with. Interesting at the moment, Shocking. so I'm, I'm yeah. presenting a Channel 4 series uh, called Naked Education, and we're kind of yeah. trying to educate, because most um, young people um, learn about body image and sex uh, from pornography, but 95% of children have seen and watched and watch porn by the age of 11 years old. So, you know, the, the kind of effects and how that drives things. And, but interestingly, when we talked to a lot of the young people and the children, actually, in my role traveling around the country, I think a lot of the image pressures now come from almost going back to that kind of everyone's big, big bum, narrow waist, big mm. boobs, or this kind of. It, it, and I often think, like, Jessica who Rabbit. decides? Like, who decides? What is the it look like? How how is that? And <laughs> Anna how <do> Winter. <laughs> What's that? The Anna Winter. What does that mean? She's the, the head of American Vogue. I see. So, is that where know, it, it comes it from? Is that how it works? Is it literally absolutely. like, right, this is, this is the look now? And she's incredible. I don't want to say anything yeah, bad yeah, yeah, about yeah, her. Yeah, sure. She's absolute genius of a woman. Um, but it literally would come down to someone as editor-in-chief of, of American Vogue, of someone of that power that would create trends mm. would you know it was like Isabella Blow and who was uh, an amazing stylist who was very influential with getting a lot of the British designers through like your Alexander McQueen and you know Julie McDonald's and and Philip Tracy you know it just takes one person to really start singing and saying right to this photographer you start using that person start using that model and then everyone follows the craze. That's so fascinating because I kind of, I was really doing the show, I was kind of scratching my head. I was like, I get it, the social media stuff, and you have the kind of Kim Kardashian effect. And I think obviously that has had its own part as well. But it can't just all be down. I think it's very easy for people seem to like to blame certain people for everything. I don't think that's fair or, or, or equitable in blame no. either. But, you know, it, it's interesting as to where these things are set. And I guess if from the kind of most fashionable, cool magazines that are out there, if they're kind of saying, well, this is now what is our in-season thing, everyone else follows it. And yeah. It's kind of like, um, I guess, in clothing. It's like if a coat becomes really cool and everyone's like, that's now like a really cool style of coat. Yeah. Everyone like goes, Copies right, it. it's cool and does it. I mean, you know, yeah. year, probably like five, six years ago, you know, wearing skinny jeans was like kind of cool. Now, all over dating apps, you see all the girls going, don't want to see a guy in skinny jeans. Yeah, it's like, yeah. it's really interesting because like those same people five years ago might have said, oh, it's really cool he's wearing skinny jeans. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's, that's why fashion is so, so immensely powerful. That's why it's a billion dollar business is because if you create a trend that goes worldwide, whew, you know, but the thing is, you can't be stuck in one trend. Otherwise, you know, the industry runs out of money. You've right, got to so keep I guess you, 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 you need the change. It's, I guess like a new... Yeah, it's like, like a, a big circle. To go back to cars, which are shared kind of... Uh, certain, certainly a shared, uh, shared interest. You, you've got that kind of updating of a model. You have like a Ford Fiesta that is 
updated every year. There's nothing wrong with the Fiesta and Keep how it looks five years Keep holding your Ford ago. Fiesta, you never know, 30 yeah. years time. Yeah, I tell you could what. Could be a future classic. Yeah, have your 1.6, uh, <laughs> yeah. get the ST, Fiesta ST with a white with the blue stripes on it. Yes, Keep hold of it. amazing. Um, it'll do well. Like the Clio V6. Like Love it. One. I wanted a Clio Cup Brilliant. T 10 years ago. I should have bought it. Now they're about 80 grand or whatever. So, uh, yeah. yes. But it, it, it's interesting is that we do, we do just constantly almost change All things circles. for the sake of generating revenue, I guess, generating I interest. And I guess there is that kind of thing of like, well, when, how do we keep that within the parameters of what's maybe, because I mean, fashion's amazing, people love fashion, people enjoy it, and mm. not at all knocking fashion, or repre like representing yourself, presenting yourself however you want to. But I guess it's keeping it in the bounds where it's kind of, not damaging to people where we're not ending up saying right you need to look like this otherwise yeah you're not attractive or you're not in yeah i mean the thing is with the fashion industry it's been going for a very very long time and nothing's really going to change that i mean you know social media does it change fashion no i think it still comes from you'll have trends you know, you have TikTok trends. Yeah. I don't think it will be changing what's in Gucci or what's, you know, on, on the high street that much. That's so that interesting. Will, that, will come from, that will come from the big, the big cheeses that I talked about. But, uh, you know, the wow. trends will come and go. And TikTok trends and, you know, Insta trends will, will come and go much quicker than, you know, the, the, the big kind of the big modelling trends. But the thing is, saying that, the reason why we have spring and summer and autumn winter shows every single year, not only to show a polo neck to a swimsuit, but, you know, they've got to keep making money. So you, they've got to keep manipulating and changing the trends. So it's something that just, I just keep hold of my wardrobe because one day will, it comes back in. It will come back in. Um, and that's just the way. But I find everything in life is a little bit like that. Cyclical. It will yeah. all come back, yeah. Cyclical, yeah. So... I mean, one of the interesting things that we do see, and I'm, I'm not, I'm really not a fan of Twitter. Anyone who kind of follows me anyway, anyway will know, hey, I'm not on Twitter. I don't like Twitter, whatever. Um, mm. And I've told Twitter many meetings I don't like Twitter. Um, <laughs> but it is interesting how social media is kind of, there's some level of, or it feels like there's an increased level of accountability on, of companies and organisations now. And you've seen the Balenciaga saga, excuse the uh, rhyming, but if it wasn't for social media, I suspect you would not have seen the absolute no. volcanic eruption no that way. you saw and the kind of how far and wide it reached. It reached people that aren't even interested in fashion. There's people like, you know, Balenciaga would hate to think this, but people that don't even know, my dad didn't know what Balenciaga is, but he certainly did once that all and blew that, up. You know, and that was the beginning. I mean, do, do you remember during, through lockdown, everyone went mad over that Netflix show called Don't F-U-C-K yeah. with Cats? Yeah. And that was yes. the Facebook world all coming together, seeing a post going, who is this man? This is outrageous. How dare you do this? And then suddenly the whole world, all through Facebook, uniting to kind of do something so absolutely there is massive pluses to social media uh, and everyone has a voice um, which is absolutely wonderful because I spent most of my kind of childhood and growing up and in the fashion world totally without a voice mm. um, and you know the things I would have loved to have said and the frustrations and the highlights and all of those things you know just um just so true, I guess you didn't have that outlet because I guess now yeah. you go on Twitter, like you see it with you know the Formula One, um, you know, some of the drivers sometimes when maybe yeah. the organization is speaking on their behalf come out and go, actually, no, this is what I think, or whatever. Yeah, and I guess even know them knowing that you can do that, yeah, 
gives you a bit more power, doesn't it? Absolutely. Where they think, well, actually, I'll be careful because she's going to come out and say, actually, that's or not how it was. <laughs> you or you get trolled. Or you get trolled. Yes, <laughs> in, it's a bit of a yin yang yeah. situation, isn't but it? But I mean, that is that is today's conundrum, isn't it? Is what is social media? Is it a wonderful thing, or is it the most destructive thing that we've ever seen? What and do you think? Well, I mean, my partner is. Uh, just on my fiance, sorry, sorry, darling. Get it right. Um, <laughs> has, is just starting a mental health app, and he's been, you know, obviously been doing a lot of work and everything about mental health and specifically just men. Um, and Brilliant. some of the statistics are so unbelievably shocking. Of, you know, the spikes of suicide, the spikes of self-harming, of when Instagram started, when Twitter started, yeah, when. Sure. You know, and and there is got to be some correlation. There has to be. You can see it in the science. Yes. Um, if that's what you call. Yes. Um, I guess it's um, it's a tricky. It's tricky, isn't it? it I think uh, it is. you have to accept the social media is here to stay. It's not going anywhere. In fact, it's probably going to increase um, in its kind of reach and how they're much getting we use it. They are getting better. They are going. You know, TikTok. I mean, I I um I. Uh, I held an anti-bullying day with 10 Downing Street and Dan Reward, um, which is anti-bullying charity, and it was Don't Face It Alone, and we brought together a lot of the um, the, the kind of TikToks and your social yeah. media platforms. And I, and I think, you know, in time, I think things will and are improving. What yeah. is challenging is that people have to remember, just as we kind of go, oh my God, like how has this thing grown so quickly? The people running these companies, they might pretend that they everything is you know planned, but could TikTok really have foreseen how big it would get? Or Maybe would not. they have been experts in how to deal with videos that came out that were encouraging self-harm or whatever? Probably not. No. So, you know, I think creating, like, for example, the Online Harms Bill is the first of its kind. There is no such legislation in the world yeah. like that. And although I think it will require to go a bit further and a bit of perfecting, I do think it should be, hopefully, a strong start in that accountability. Yeah. And also, yeah, you're right. I mean, TikTok... I've now announced that um, you know certain so children basically will only be allowed to be on the app for a certain amount of time and have to put yeah. passcodes in. So trying to create, I guess, it feels like they're 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 they're, they're moving, but they're yes. almost one step behind. Yes, and I think that's that is the point. I think we just I think a what I'd like to see across social media is more of a collaborative effort amongst all the companies of going. Look, we've all got our own spaces here, but how what, how can we share knowledge and things that we've learned mm. and share kind of protective features kind of like how like hospitals that like you might have a hospital as an expert in liver stuff and they tell all the other hospitals about a treatment or whatever exactly. kind of like i think social media i know your businesses but when it comes to the safety of young people particularly i think just be more sharing yeah. of, of best unity. practice absolutely i think unity is so important especially when we've been so kind of you know isolated over the last couple of years and lockdowns and whatnot you know it, that unity feeling is so important now and i think because it was taken away people actually value it so much more. And I think that not goes beyond just you and I and going and hanging out in the pub or going to do something like, but, you know, companies, everything, you know, everyone needs to start working together. Climate change, all of these things. And we that's where the social media can be so powerful. Things like climate change, you can get ma messages so quickly, so far and so wide. And actually, yeah. you know, I jump on Twitter a little bit and maybe some of it is unfair, I don't know, but they, you must, you know, I must concede that, you know, if a news story breaks, then it often the first place that you'll see it is on Twitter. Like if yeah. there is a... God forbid there is a tsunami, then often Twitter is where Absolute. people will be alerted I'll go straight more it. instantly and yeah. it will become more viral. I mean, a lot of the time, you know, probably they won't like to admit that, but places like BBC News will find a lot of their sources, first of all, from, from, on Twitter. Yeah. Um, so there is that 
that that real power of good. I guess it's like how we use that, isn't it? Totally. But as as I said, I think they they're they're on their way. They're just half a step behind, but they will catch up, and hopefully there'll be control, and it can be used for a real positive. Absolutely, and I guess in the whistleblowing sense, as much as we don't don't um, like trolling and all those kind of things and I think council culture is probably one of the biggest threats as I go on about one of the biggest threats for development but actually in a controlled and in a sensible way that accountability like you've seen with Balenciaga probably not a bad thing. Wow well you know what we've actually got climbed all above the clouds haven't we? It feels yeah. like we've risen above the mist. Yes. Rolo is already a wet sponge uh, which is fantastic. <laughs> we'll have to wring your tail out before you get in the car. Guys we're coming to the end of uh, part one now so wherever you are I hope you're enjoying your uh, stomp. Join us again for part two in well just a moment. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 